All right, guys, we're in chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at it's lesson 18 today. And we're going to talk about women and worship. Women and worship. Now, I want you to understand that this is not just some out-of-the-sky uh, discussion that he's going to have here. It actually ties to the discussion we just had. We say, George, the discussion we just had was about eating meat offered to idols. What in the world does that have to do with women? It, well, that was the bigger issue. The, the secondary issue was the issue of freedom. Okay, remember we talked about the freedom to do whatever you want to do? And he's saying that, remember last week he said, you know, uh, you, you have freedom, but it's not necessarily profitable. And so that we need to limit our freedom for the sake of others. That is the underlying thing that you and I need to recognize as we talk about this issue that we're going to talk about today. And it has to do with head coverings. Okay? Head coverings. Now, have you guys ever been to a church where the ladies were required to wear a head covering? Okay, Rob says yes. Anybody else? No, no. What if I came and told you, okay, from now on, ladies, I want you to wear doilies on your head. What would you say? Go grab a doily off of, a, you know, I don't know if you put them on an, a piece of furniture in the house anymore and just throw it on your head. What would you say if I told you you were to do that? Gene, you look confused by, by what I'm saying. Okay. Anybody, what would you say if I told you from now on, you know, we'll say, I want you to have something on your head, ladies. What, what would you say? You know what I'm saying? Besides laughing at me putting a napkin on my head, okay? You would ask why. Okay, that's good, Marianne. Anybody else? Do you think that's crazy that I would ask you to do that? Is that a man-made rule? Okay, we're going to see here in a moment whether or not that's true. Okay, that, we'll leave that question unanswered for right now, okay? Anybody else? What would you think? Now, you do know that there are churches today that require their ladies to wear something on their heads, right? Yeah, uh, there's one group around us. Every time you see them, I don't think you've ever seen an Amish woman with, that, with her head uncovered, right? Have you ever seen an Amish woman with her head uncovered? <clears throat> no. Why do they have that? Well, the Amish community is, considers itself a church. And so they are very strict about having their women's head covered. Their brethren, are you familiar with the brethren, Church of the Brethren, Plymouth Brethren? <clears throat> they required, some of the old line churches, required their women to wear... Uh, wear something on their heads, Plymouth Brethren especially. I remember when we pastored in Canada, we had some folks who came from a Plymouth Brethren church, and I would hear the ladies talking about they would be on their way to church and forgetting to grab their head covering, and then they would just grab a doily off the... I remember one lady saying she would grab a, grab a little thing off the table and throw it on her head for service. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now you say, why? Why? It all comes out of this passage we're going to talk about here today. It's all going to come out of this passage because Paul's going to give some instructions. And so what has happened is, is that 
some people today feel these instructions are still true today. Okay? They're still true today. I remember when I was at Liberty years ago, I'm not even sure if the guy's still alive. He was on the translation committee for the New King James. But he believed that this passage was applicable today. And he was a Baptist. And he would have his daughters and his wife wear at, at the church, wear something on their heads. Do you understand? So let's talk about it. I've got your curiosity up. You're like, what in the world is going on? Well, we're going to talk about it today, okay? And from this is just another illustration about whether or not we just have freedom to do whatever we want to do, okay? So I want you to notice with me, we're going to look at, first of all, the two to six. Here is what Paul writes. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain your traditions, even as I delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays and prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head since it is the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut her hair or to shave her head, let her head, let her cover her head. All right, so let's talk about what's going on here. What in the world is he talking about here, George? Okay, well, here it is. It's a cultural issue. I want you to understand. Remember, Paul's writing a letter to who? The Corinthians. And so this is something that's happening in the Corinthian church. It's a cultural issue. But he's going to use some biblical principles to reiterate what his instructions are. So let's talk about it. First of all, he praises them for applying his teaching to their lives. So the first thing he's going to do is he's going to start out on a positive note. And he says to them, look, I'm, I am so thankful that you are doing what I tell you to do. And, and you are continuing the traditions that I've given you. Okay? The traditions I've given you. So he's praising them for applying his teaching to their lives. Now, he immediately goes in and presents a divine order of authority. This is the principle of headship, all right? So he's going to talk about a divine order. It's a creation order of, of authority, okay, of authority. So what do you mean authority? Well, he's going to illustrate it through the issue of having your head covered or uncovered, okay? Having your head covered or uncovered. So he's going to talk about in verses... Uh, four to six, he's going to talk about dishonorable worship. Dishonorable worship. Okay, so what are you talking about? When you look at verse four, here's what he says. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. Now, he just said the head of man is Christ, the head of a woman is man. That's a divine order. The head of a wife is man. So he's talking about the authority structure, okay? So what he's saying here is, 
when you have a guy and he comes to church and he comes to church and he prays or prophesies. Now, again, remember, this is Corinth. He prays or prophesies with his head covered. He's dishonoring the Lord. So men dishonor God when they pray with their heads covered. Okay? When they pray with their heads covered, they dishonor the Lord. Okay? Now, that's a cultural issue to them. It used to be, I think, a very much a cultural issue in, in our culture as well. Have you ever, had, ever, been, ever come into a church with a hat on and have somebody tell you, take your hat off? Have you ever had somebody do that for you? We understand it because like when you're at, when we have the national anthem at a game or something, what do they tell you to do? Take your hat off. That's a cultural issue. You're supposed to show respect, right? Okay. In church, I've seen people, I can't believe he's wearing a hat in church. You know what I'm saying? Talking about a guy wearing a hat. Now, they never say anything about ladies wearing a hat. Have you noticed that? And our church isn't like this, but I've been in southern churches where on Easter, nice hats. People would wear hats, okay? And it's ladies, not guys, ladies. Nobody says anything about a lady wearing a hat in a church. But a guy, they will, right? Where does it come from? This. Okay, it comes from this passage. So men dishonor God when they pray with their head covered. Women dishonor God when they pray with their heads uncovered. What? I don't understand why. What I thought I thought they're free in Christ. They're, they're they can why do they have to have their head covered? Okay? It's a cultural issue. I'll explain the cultural issue here in a moment, okay? Uh, no, ultimately they're dishonoring God, Bruce. The reason why is, yes, they would be dishonoring their husband because they're not submitting to authority, but ultimately the reason why it's dishonoring God is they're not submitting to what God wants. That's the issue. Okay, let me explain to you why it's a cultural issue. And then we can go, and then we'll go on, okay? I told you that Corinth was like the Las Vegas on steroids of, the, of that Mediterranean world at that time. Remember I told you that? Literally, Corinth, pretty much, any, uh, it would say it was a derogatory thing to refer to a woman as a Corinthian girl. Why? Because it had thousands and thousands of prostitutes, temple prostitutes, lots of temples, and part of their pagan worship was sexual and uh, so it was a pretty bad place. Now, however, even in a place like that, do normal people live? Okay, do normal people live? Does that mean they engage in this? Not necessarily, okay. But with that, you have normal customs. And in the normal customs of that day, women covered their heads. They walked around, not with their hair flowing through the air, Forget what movie you saw. They covered their heads. Now, to liken that is, okay, remember one of the big issues with Islam today? Like when, when, uh, when, when the Taliban took over Afghanistan, the big concern was what are they going to do with the women? Immediately they told the women they had to what? Cover their heads, right? And, and it's, it's pretty drastic how they are doing it. Where did that all come from? It's all ancient customs still being practiced. 
And even with a Greek society, they had a standard where women, respectable women, normal women, not the prostitutes, would walk around with their what? Their heads covered. They would have something on their heads, okay? Now, the problem is, is in the Corinthian church, because they now have freedom in Christ, some of the women decided, I have freedom in Christ, I can throw off the local customs. And I don't have to wear a head covering in here, like if we're gathered together, okay? I can throw off the local customs and I don't have to wear a head covering. And that was creating a stir. And I think that's why the issue came up for Paul to address. Like Paul's not just grabbing this topic out of the air and discussing it. They were asking him about this because it probably created a ruckus in the church. And so he's giving a biblical reason here as to why they need to, yeah, they might have freedom, but they need to conform. And he's giving some reasons here for them. And so he says, when women, they dishonor God when they pray with their heads uncovered. Okay? They dishonor God when they pray with their heads uncovered. All right, so the Corinthian women threw off their cultural dress in worship. That's the issue here. They threw off their cultural dress in worship. Now, let me explain something to you. When you go through a lot of the letters, Paul goes to great lengths for... Okay, let's stop for a moment. Let me ask you a question. How does the world view people who go to church? You're laughing, Rob, but how, how does the world view people who go to church? Nutty, okay. Anybody else? Naive. Hypocritical, okay, what else? Bruce used the word nutty. How about weird? Okay. Uh, and so forth, all right? And so Paul, he goes to great lengths through his teaching of his letters. If you understand what he's doing, he doesn't want us to appear crazy. So if the culture is saying women need to wear a head cover. But here comes the Christian say, oh, I have freedom, I can do this, and it stands out. What does the rest of the culture think about the Corinthians who go to church and they're no longer wearing a head covering? What would they think? Anybody want to speak up? or What do you think they think? All right, that's good, Bruce, you said it. They're weird. Yeah, like, what's with those people? They're going against the cultural norm. Because, listen, they were already going against the cultural norm anyhow. How? What were they being told to do that they refused to do in that culture? Offer incense to who? The emperor. And they wouldn't do that, right? That was already making them stand out enough. Now, here you got a group of people who are throwing off their head coverings. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? If you want to understand what it's like, so, okay, so it's quaint to have the Amish living around us, right? 
It's quaint to see their buggies, but every once in a while you've got to say to yourself, really, you got to drive that buggy with a horse? I don't get it. Did you understand what I'm saying? You mean you can't own a phone, but you want to use mine? Did you know what I'm saying? You can't have a car, but you'll hire me to drive you around? Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? So what, how do you feel about that? Okay, yeah, all right, so hypocrites, but, but the point is, it just seems unusual. It seems weird. weird, yeah, okay. So not that they are weird, but it seems weird. See, Paul's trying to deal with this because the Corinthian women were, the Corinthian women who were in the church, because they have freedom in Christ now, and they were already saying, I can do all things, right? They're, he already said what their slogan was, everything's permissible. That's what he just said earlier, right? Yeah, everything's permissible, but not all things are profitable, okay? He just had that argument right before this passage. And so the Corinthian women were throwing off their cultural dress in worship, all right? Now, here's what he says, though, and notice what he's saying here. He tells them it is the same as if they shaved their heads. If the women had shaved their heads. Now, that doesn't mean anything to us here in our culture today, because we see women all the time with shaved heads. I think there was a, a well-known singer who just recently died, Sinead O'Connor from Ireland. You know, she was a rock singer. She walked around with a bald head, okay? And you just kind of get used to that. Do you understand? Because that's our culture, right? That was not true in that culture. That was not true in that culture for... He's saying it is shameful. They might as well just go ahead and shave their heads. Okay? This is Paul. He's being very drastic here. He's saying they might, okay, because a woman with a shaved head brought what? Public shame. Okay? That's really the issue, public shame. So he's not even talking about shame in the church. When he's talking about public shame here, who's he talking about? Shame with who? It's not a hard question. Yeah, everyone else in the community, yeah. Like, who's that woman? Why, why are they dressing that way? Do you, do you understand? What, what's going on? That's what's going on here, okay? That's what's going on here. So, so he's, he's saying that it's not good for them to do it. Now, he's going to go on and explain it a little bit more. So notice with me now, verse 7 through 12. Here's what he writes. For a man ought not to cover his head since he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. Man was not made from, a wo from woman, but woman from man. Okay, you remember that. It's Genesis, right? God created Adam, and out of Adam he created who? Eve. Okay, that's what he's referring to here, the creative order. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. Again, creative order. It's not good that man be alone, so he created Eve, okay? That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, the woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For a woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. 
All right, so let's talk about it. It seems kind of confusing to hear George make some sense for us. Okay, so first of all, he's going to talk about the issue of glory, okay? Therefore, a woman was to cover her head in worship, okay? She has to cover her head. All right, that's from the issue of public shame. But here it is, the issue of glory. A man should not cover his head because he reflects the image of God. Okay, theologically, men reflect the image of God. And I know you could say, well, they're not doing a good job. Yeah, I understand. But theologically, they reflect the, the image of God. Why? Because they were created, okay? Woman reflects the glory and image of man because it was out of man that woman was created in the beginning. So he's talking a theological point here. So again, he gives the creative order in creation Woman was created for man. And we know that from Genesis, right? Genesis, second chapter, we understand, okay? Now, the implication is this. Women must reflect the divine order in their worship. That's the point that he's making here. Women need to reflect the divine order in their worship. And he reminds them that they're being watched by angels, so you're not just alone. You're being watched, okay? You're being watched by angels, and so he's saying that here. So, But then he's also going to talk about the issue of interdependence, okay? Men and women are interdependent and complement each other. So even though there's this divine order, okay, that's reflected in a marriage relationship, all right, we are still interdependent of each other. So, for instance, look at what he says. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. We need each other, right? Okay. So, he's kind of, kind of saying, yes, there's this divine order, but we still need each other. All right? We still need each other. So, look now at the natural order. He's going to look here at verses 13 through 16. Here's what he says. Verse 13. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it's a disgrace for him? You tell culture has changed, right? Okay. Culture has changed. But if a woman has long hair, it is to her glory. For her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. All right, so here's what he's saying. We're supposed to judge ourselves, all right? First of all, he calls them to judge the issue for themselves, all right? So you've got to make the determination for yourself is what he's saying here. And so here's the cultural norm. All right, so he's going to talk about what the cultural norm is. This is the cultural norm at that time. Because this is not the cultural norm right now, okay? This is the cultural norm in their day. All right, so here it is. In Paul's day, it was not normal for men to have long hair. Interesting. It was not normal for men to have long hair in Paul's day. Okay? That's an interesting thing. That's not the norm today, right? No, not at all, okay? Not at all. 
And so in Paul's day, all right, here's what it's saying. God, first, and it's true today, God gave women long hair as a what? Natural cover. So he's saying that the natural length of your hair is a natural covering, okay? Now, here's what he's saying. This issue, the issue is maintaining the distinctiveness between men, man, and woman. That's the whole issue here. The issue is to make sure that the two sexes are distinct. That's what's going on here, okay? That's what's going on here. Now, let's... So let's talk about the practice of other churches here. That's what he says in verse 16. Paul wanted the Corinthians to hold the line against self-indulgent individual excess. That's really what the issue is. He's wanting them to hold the line against doing whatever they want to do, whatever they think is proper, okay? Whatever they think is proper. And Paul pointed out that this was the universal custom among the churches. Okay? Universal custom among the churches. So you understand what he's doing here? He's taking an issue that's cultural to them, that's creating a problem. It's ladies saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. I have freedom in Christ. I can do whatever I want. I can, boom, do without my head covering. Well, he's going theologically and culturally telling them, it ain't right. It's not right. And, and then ultimately he makes the point, don't give in to your to your own excesses, your own individual, what you want to do. You've got to think about what's right and proper with where you're at. So he's telling them to wear a head cover. You had your hand up, Lord. Probably not, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so you're making a good point. And so I think, all right, so let's stop for a moment. Forget the way our culture is right now. Okay. Think about 40, 50 years ago. Did, were there cultural norms about how men and women dressed back then? Who said that? Rob, you said yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and you would say, uh, to men and women who broke those norms, they're different. Do you understand what I'm saying? That, that's not appropriate. You don't dress that way, okay? So, like, for instance, the whole earring thing, okay? I'm not saying no to earrings, okay? If you want to have 100 piercings in your face, go right ahead, okay? I'm not talking about that. But what I'm saying is I can remember back in a time when dudes didn't have earrings. But... We live in a different culture right now. So I remember I was going to visit somebody over near Houtsdale, and I was at the, I, I think it's Snappy's, one of the gas stations there. I think Snappy's in Houtsdale. And I'm in Houtsdale, and I'm getting something to drink, and a dude walks in with a suit on. He looked really sharp. 
But then when he turned around and looked at me, he had these big hoops in his ears. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that, that's kind of, didn't expect that one. You know what I'm saying? But we're now in a culture where that's acceptable. But 40 years ago, would that have been acceptable to be at the bank and see a guy behind the counter who's a mail teller with hoops in his ears? No, no. Our culture is constantly changing, right? Culture is changing. Paul's trying to address this issue with regards to their culture in that day. In that day, these ladies, because they had freedom in Christ, decided, I don't need to do that. Woo, I'm free. I don't have to wear that thing. I'm, I'm sure it's irritating that we have to wear a head covering every day, okay? And he's saying, no, you're not honoring the Lord by doing that. And it's not normal in the culture. And that's not the practice among the churches. So he's, he's saying that's, here, he's giving three examples here. He's talking about the, the theologically, the creative order. He's talking about culturally. And then he says, it's not the practice among the churches. Kind of telling them, you got to come into conformity to what everybody else is doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. And I think ultimately, it was creating havoc in their church, plus it was making them look shameful to who the rest of the world yeah okay the rest of the world so yeah lori go ahead go right ahead Okay. All right, so here's what I would say. All right, so here, that's a really good question. Can I sum it up what you're saying? Like, really, how relevant is this to us, George? Yes, okay, all right. So here's what I would say to you, okay? And to everyone here. So we're not, after this lesson, telling you ladies, by the way, I've got a box of coverings for pass out after our lesson today. No, I'm kidding. We're not doing that, okay? The issue is a dead issue. Okay? It's a dead issue. Do, do you understand? Yes, there are some churches today that take it literally, but they're few. It's a dead issue. We, in our culture, women don't wear things on their head unless they want to wear a ball cap or something, right? Or unless they're dressing up. That's not an issue. All right, so what do I do, though? I take what's being discussed there, and I look for the greater issue. There's a greater issue here. The greater issue goes back to the issue of freedom. Because what we can think is, and this is not just a female issue, it's a male issue, that now that I have Jesus, I can do whatever I want. And so if culturally it says that, that I can do whatever I want, I can have purple hair from now on. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Well, for, I, I've got very little hair. I wouldn't color it purple. But do, do you understand? So purple hair is in. No, no. The, the point is you've got to think about 
what's normal and you may need to curtail your what? Freedom. Because it's creating a bigger what? A bigger issue, a bigger problem. Did you understand? So the issue of wearing a head covering, that's not an issue for us. But it's the reason why they decided that they didn't need to wear it. That's ultimately what Paul's addressing. He's trying to address, and he's giving three different arguments, theological, cultural, practice of the other churches, say, no, don't do that. Okay? Does everybody understand? Okay, that didn't satisfy you. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. And and in their culture, I think you could say, I mean, there's enough paintings from the time, murals from the time, that the prostitutes did not wear head coverings. Okay? Yes. Yeah, so if you're thinking of it in terms of all the other women who are there who are prostitutes, they're not wearing head coverings, okay? Then, yeah, that would definitely make sense. Yeah, John. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's really good, uh, John, because in some ways we have to make that decision for ourselves. But culture changes. But you have to, John, make your own decisions, and. And don't just do it because you think you got freedom. Think it through. Because, again, you're thinking about who, folks? Others. And the implication on others. And that's why this is an issue. Okay? That's why this is an issue. Does anybody else have any question about this issue? Or general, in general? Anybody else have a question? All right, because next week we're going to get to the Lord's table. That's going to be a completely different topic about how they were abusing the Lord's table. So we're going to, that we're getting away from the freedom thing because you don't have freedom to act whatever way you want at the Lord's table. So he's going to address that, and that's next week.